0: Hi, I'm Jessica and I'm Ashley and we're the theme Park parkettes find out more about us our store Ashley's travel planning services and more at MainStreetInspirations.com today we are talking about the 2020 Walt Disney World Marathon weekend that Ashley participated in
1: two out of the four not too shabby two out of the four races
0: which different than the
1: last time I did it because I did all four of them. But this time I took a step back. And you did which two? I did the 5K and the half marathon. So are these named when it's Walt Disney World Marathon weekend? Like, do they name the courses? No, they're just the 5K, the 10K, the half and the full. Because this is the original weekend, they just keep it pretty simple. It's also the only weekend you can do a full marathon at Disney. But the rest of the run Disney weekends have some sort of... Name to them, right? But this weekend, uh, each race has a different character that it's themed after, or at least the medal and the t shirt are themed after them. Oh, so, what'd you get? Tell me all the medals, describe. So, all for the medals. 5k, it's always Pluto, the 10k, which I didn't get, is Oswald. Oswald. Which a lot of That's more, interesting, yeah. I know a lot of people are very excited about it. Um, The half marathon is always Donald, and the full marathon is Mickey. And then, of course, if you do the Goofy Challenge, it's goofy. If you do the Dopey Challenge, it's dopey. So um, the shirts this year were actually really cute. They had this, like, vintage like, 70s contemporary mod kind of feel to them, the design of them. So, yeah, they are kind of fun. There have been some years where the the shirt design has been hit or miss. But this year I was like, okay, I would wear this to the gym.
0: Oh, cute. We should post a picture of that on our Instagram.
1: Yeah, definitely do that. Check
0: out our Instagram at Main Street Inspirations, and you can see, we'll have Ashley post a picture of what the shirts look like that she got and the medals because we want to see them. And the
1: medals. The medals are more important than the t-shirts.
0: So this was the first year you drove to Orlando, right?
1: I did. How was that? I did. (laughs) Well, so to be... To be fair to our listeners, I used to live in Massachusetts, where I'm from. So driving yeah, was not just never-I <laughs> mean, you could do it, yeah, it's but it's like just not Yeah, 24 hours would do. straight
0: through or something like that. Yeah.
1: I mean, not something I would necessarily recommend before you're getting up at 2 a.m. to go run a race. Oh my but gosh. But that being said, um the downside to living in Massachusetts in January is that you always were up against the weather. So when I was still living in Massachusetts. I left early, quote-unquote early. I left on Wednesday because my first race was on Thursday because I was doing the Dopey Challenge, and a lot of my teammates weren't leaving until Thursday, and there was a big snowstorm heading into Massachusetts, and there was this, like, mass scramble for people to change their flights. And so, um, so there's always a little bit of stress going into this weekend living in Massachusetts because you just never knew what, the weather was gonna bring. Um, and as we know, and as we've mentioned, Disney is not forgiving in their refund policy. <laughs> so, run, Disney. Um, run Disney. Yeah, run Disney, I should yeah. say. Sorry. Um, so, uh, being in North Carolina, it's about an eight, eight and a half hour drive. And so that gave me the option of just getting in my car and driving to Orlando, um, which was kind of fun and different. And uh, it was kind of nice to be master of my own destiny. On my way there, right? But then you know, so you you drove everywhere then. I did. Well, I drove, I drove to and from Orlando, um, and then I actually not. I didn't intend to, but I actually drove um, to a couple of the parks one day, um, drove to a different resort another day. Basically the way that the plans I had shaked out, it just ended up being convenient to have a car there. But again, this was not, you know, I didn't go, I went down there to run the races. I didn't have plans necessarily to visit any of the parks, although that changed. Um, And then our resort, dinner plans were kind of all over the place. So it ended up being really nice to have my car there, but it also was an expense. I mean, I had to pay for parking for five nights too. So How much was that? So I stayed at the Caribbean Beach Resort and parking at Disney Moderate Resorts is $20 per night. So it cost me $120. But that being said, every time I drove to a theme park or to another resort, I just scanned my magic band told them I was a resort guest and didn't have to pay so so it's all inclusive of the parks and everything yes so the plus side was that I didn't have to pay uh, every time I drove somewhere so but again added cost that you know if you were flying in and just taking Disney transportation 100% you wouldn't have to pay that amount Mm -hmm. so just something to be thoughtful of if you're driving and this is kind of random, but how was the traffic? So the expo on Wednesday, I aimed to get there around 12 o'clock, 1 o'clock or so, because we had dinner reservations at 5, and I wanted to make sure I gave myself plenty of time at the expo. Because sometimes the expo lines can get really long, especially on day one of the expo. There are a lot of non-Run Disney people who come to the expo and buy up all the limited edition merch. Ew. So, uh, Yeah. <laughs> so Come on, that's um, for the
0: race people
1: i know i personally i feel like you should have to have a race bib to buy the merch but that's just my feeling um but i will say that disney did an amazing job when i got there that afternoon there was still plenty of merch available like usually when i would get there most of the good stuff was gone but there was still plenty of stuff there at least wednesday afternoon. and wednesday is wednesday the first day of the expo Yes. Okay. Yes. So the expo is Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. So you have to get to the expo the day before your race in order to pick up your bib. You right. can't pick up your bib the morning of. So, um. So obviously they're not going to open it on Sunday. I kind of worked backwards, and so I left North Carolina at three thirty in the morning, Wednesday morning. Ooh. Yeah. But but it was good prep. It was good race day prep because you have to be up at two a.m. You know on race day anyway. So it was like, well, I'm going to do this tomorrow and I'm going to do this Saturday. So, well you know, it was not big of a deal. Get on that yeah. schedule. So, at that time, there was no traffic. Um I didn't hit I literally did not hit traffic until I got to Orlando, and Orlando is just going through a lot of construction right now, and the roads are crazy, and there's a lot of people everywhere. Uh so that's the only time I hit any traffic. Oh, okay. And in terms of like getting to the parks on the day that you drove,
0: did you hit a lot of lines there or how, how was that?
1: I didn't hit any lines. I, I didn't hit any lines getting, Yeah. yeah, in terms of driving, I didn't hit any lines getting into the parking lots, uh, waiting for trams, none of that. But I was also arriving at the parks at, you know, not peak times. Like on Thursday, I had no intention of going to a park, but one of my very dear friends, Realized that she had a park ticket that was about to expire the next day and needed to be used. It was a one park, one day ticket, uh, so she gifted it to me whoop, whoop. out of the blue, which was really nice of her. And all my friends happened to be at Hollywood Studios that afternoon, so I went to Hollywood Studios. But again, I got there at two o'clock, two thirty in the afternoon, so there was no lines. There was no lines to well, there was no line to get into the parking lot or onto the tram or into the park. Once I was in the park, there were lines. Obviously, yeah you but you did
0: do some other forms of transportation i know because i saw pictures of it on our instagram
1: that you posted i literally not intentionally but i literally took every form of disney transportation possible <laughs> over that weekend truly by by air on the gondola by monorail by bus or by boat uh so i can i can pretty much talk about it all uh and how i feel about all of it but yes um The first day we were there, uh, we took the gondola over to Hollywood Studios, the Skyliner, I should say, to Hollywood Studios from our resort just to check it out and try it out. And it was amazing. I honestly, I wish the gondola was a thing that existed for all the resorts and all the parks because I loved it. It was so fast, so fast and so beautiful and so quiet. It's so quiet. Is it scary? (laughs) Um... So I'm not afraid of heights. So I should be fair in saying that like heights don't bother me. So I wasn't scared. I mean, I felt pretty confident in the design of the Skyliner. It moves at a pretty fast pace. You don't really notice it. The only thing I noticed... On one of the days that, that happened to be windier was that we definitely swung a little bit more. The best way I could describe it is if you've ever gone to Disneyland, or I should say if you've ever gone to California Adventure, and you've gone on Mickey's Fun Wheel, the Mickey's Fun Wheel cars are designed semi sim, kind of similarly and that kind of like swaying motion that they do not oh the gosh. ones that like yeah not, not the, ones the ones that go that, crazy and swaying oh yeah, my not gosh. the crazy <laughs> ones no not those but like the standalone right non-moving cars on a ferris wheel that's kind of what it felt like but it wasn't scary it just was kind of you know we were swaying a little bit because there was wind and then one other time it stopped while I was on it for maybe two minutes and then it kept going but I never felt scared um I will say that the takeoff and the landing <laughs> I should say the the acceleration and deceleration takes a little bit of getting used to because it accelerates up pretty fast and it decelerates just as fast. Uh, So, you know, the brake system is a little intense. It's not it doesn't hurt or anything like you're not like rocking back and forth, but you definitely are going at a certain speed and then really slowing down very quickly. How many people can fit in one? At one point, we had six an hour. So six felt comfortable. Mm-hmm. I don't know that they would put any more than six people in one gondola. Maybe if the kids were small. I don't know what the capacity is, okay. but I felt like six was a good number. And will they let you like ride it
0: alone if it's just two of you or four of you or something? Or will they pack it to? Will they be like looking like, is there two coming in here? The
1: Skyliner is constantly moving. So what I've discovered is that they just want to get people in the gondolas and moving. So at one point, the day after the half marathon, I was moving a little slow. And there was a couple ahead of me, but they were moving faster than I was. And they got right onto a gondola. But because I just was slower (laughs) because I couldn't move, uh, I ended up in my own gondola by myself. What? Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So but that just happens. I mean, I think there were definitely times where we shared a gondola. There were definitely times where I rode it by myself. There were times where it was just two of us. I mean, it just depended on the timing and the line. But I never waited in line for the gondola. And I went to almost every station. I took it from the Central Station at Caribbean Beach, which has all three lines connected, the Riviera Resort Station, the Hollywood Studio Station, and the Epcot Station. I didn't take it from Art of Animation or Pop Century, so I can't speak to that station there. But every other station I took it from, there was never a line because it moves so quickly. You just You know, you're just constantly moving. I was never standing still in line waiting for a gondola. Wow.
0: It sounds like it's such a good system.
1: It was awesome. Honestly, I kept telling the friends that I was with that I just wanted to sit on it and just ride it in a loop from Epcot and back over and over and over again, which, by the way, Epcot to Caribbean Beach, 17 minutes total. Oh, wow. Maybe less. It might even be shorter than that. It took us six minutes to go from Caribbean Beach to Hollywood Studios. Wow. Like we barely got our conversation in the gondola started before we were getting off of the gondola. It was like, oh, and we're here. Uh, Epcot was a little bit longer, but Epcot's beautiful. I mean, that whole ride. And where you are when you take off from Epcot and when you're coming in, you can see Remy's ride, Ooh, the Ratchetoni ride being built, which was pretty cool. At the
0: risk of I don't want to bore anybody, but like any other transportation. <laughs> I probably thoughts, super boring. <laughs> like, no, I mean I'm fascinated because I haven't ridden the gondolas yet. But any other transportation thoughts
1: from the weekend? So I so I am admittedly personally anti-bus only because I just don't like how crowded they are and yeah, I just I'm just not a fan <laughs> of the buses. I mean I use them but like if there was any other transportation available to me I'm going to take it so uh, a couple of times I was lucky enough to be going to and from places that had boat or ferry service so I got to take the boat from Magic Kingdom to Wilderness Lodge and back I also got to take the boat from Magic Kingdom to Grand Floridian and also took the boat from Port Orleans French Quarter to Disney Springs and I have to tell you I now granted the weather was beautiful it was warm and sunny with a light breeze Your mileage may vary, but it's just so peaceful. And you get to see Disney from an observation level that you just don't get to see in other ways. Like when you take the boat from... French Quarter to Disney Springs, it's this really beautiful river that passes, um, obviously, French Quarter, and then it continues on past the Treehouse Villas at Saratoga Springs, which I don't know if you know anything about the Treehouse Villas, Jess, but they're on my bucket list. So We haven't talked about them. Total sidebar, but basically, the Treehouse Villas at Saratoga Springs were originally built as part of the Disney Institute, and then for a really long time, Disney just didn't use them, and then they went through a refurb a couple of years ago, and now you can- you can book them as a part of a stay, and they're like a two- or three-bedroom villa. I don't know. They, they sleep like nine people. They have a, they're like hexagonal in shape, and they have a kitchen and bunk beds and a deck and, you know, all of this stuff. But they are one of the more remote sleeping locations at Disney. Um, so we pass the tree house Villas. You pass Saratoga Springs, then you pull into Disney Springs over by... Um, kind of like the backside of rainforest cafe. So that was really nice. It's just such a nice, peaceful, peaceful ride. And then the ride from Grand Floridian to Wilderness Lodge and back was also really nice because you go through the um, waterway that connects Crescent Lake, or sorry, I should say Seven Seas Lagoon and Bay Lake. And so you're going past the Magic Kingdom and past the Contemporary over to Wilderness Lodge. So you pass the villas and the cabins at Wilderness Lodge. And um and it's just a really it's just really pretty. It also makes you realize how big those lakes are when you're out in the water on them because yeah. they're really big. They're massive. Like they're they're massive. And when the we were Disney was built on swampland. Like <laughs> no, I mean I totally get it. But it's just I think when you're riding the monorail, it just doesn't seem I don't know. I think your perspective is just very different, but when you're out on a boat and you're seeing other boats, I mean, there were people out there who had rented boats, pontoon boats were out there, you know, people were enjoying the day. And I think that was really cool too. So, um, you know, I really, I like the boats when I can take them. It's a nice option if you're not in a rush to get to where you are Yeah. and the weather is really nice. Um, it's a nice way to See Disney from a different angle.
0: Yes, you had. Let's talk about this the weather, because this is actually (laughs) interesting. Because (laughs) I made an observation the other day that it seems like this particular weekend, marathon weekend, there's usually some sort of weather issue involved with it just because of the time of year. Like you were saying, you know, whether flights. Because there's snow and all other parts of the country get delayed. And then people have to try to figure out what to do about their races. Yeah. Or the year that you went and a couple of the races were canceled. Well, just one of them, but oh, yes. Oh, one of the races, right. Were just Cancelled. And then times... And then this year, talk about what happened
1: this year. You had beautiful so- weather,
0: but then it almost was too beautiful.
1: So you are right in your observation. This This weekend has... The wackiest weather. I don't know if it's because it's race weekend, and so you have like tens of thousands more people who just happen to be paying attention to it at once, but or you have like an event that's impacted. But but this is the this weekend has been wacky for years. Ten years ago, it snowed. Oh my (laughs) god! Which doesn't surprise me because for two years in a row. So the year that you mentioned. Uh, the, the race getting canceled 2017 was the first year I tried to do dopey. And I remember the five and the 10 K was like perfect running weather. It was like mid fifties, mid to high fifties in the morning. Um, and then the day it would warm up to like the high sixties, low seventies. Right. So it was like perfect running weather, perfect park weather. And then this random cold front, this random storm rolled through Friday night and it was, It was so bad. The thunder and lightning predicted was so bad that they canceled the half marathon the next day, which they was right because it would have been too dangerous for anybody to have been out on the course. And then the full marathon, it dropped 20 degrees. So it was cold and nobody was expecting it. The following year, the year I finished Dopey in 2018, it was reportedly in the 30s when we started. Oh, wow. But with the wind chill, it brought it down to the 20s. I'll have to post some pictures. Maybe I'll do them Thursday for Throwback Thursday. But I, if you look at the photos of my race costumes, I'm wearing in one race I have three pairs of pants on, in another race I have four shirts. I mean, it is <laughs> it was so cold. This year was 180. If you could, you could not 180 harder from 2018. It was hot, hot and humid. It was. 70 degrees every morning at the start line you know it's which is nice except that then it's except 10 that o'clock. <laughs> it was also 75 percent humidity the rule of thumb with runners is that if or I should say endurance athletes because there's plenty of us who walk out there that if whatever the temperature is that you start at you add 20 degrees and that's really the temperature you're going to be working in because because uh, your body temperature you know rises while you're you're exerting all that energy. Oh, so imagine that it's 5.30 a.m. It's 70 degrees and 75% humidity, and you know you're going to be running for three-plus hours, and there's supposed to be no cloud cover, just straight sun. It, it was hot. It was really hot. It was like 90. It was gross. (laughs)
0: Ew.
1: It was. It basically was. It basically was 90 degrees and humid. And so it just felt like even when the wind would kick up, which was rare, but it would happen, you didn't even feel like you didn't even cool down because you were just hoping that your skin would dry off from the humidity long enough for you to enjoy it. And that like never happened because it was so humid. It was like running in molasses. And this was every day? For the 5K and the 10K, the sun didn't come up. In time for you to really notice it. Um, I mean, we were warm. Uh, I should say for the five k, I was warm at the end, but I wasn't hot. The half marathon was rough, but the full marathon day, the full marathon day was so bad that Disney Run Disney has uh, has this flag system that they put on all of the medical tents, and it basically tells you what the course conditions are and how to adapt your race day approach so green is good like you're good to go yellow is you know you're fine but like take some precautions drink some extra water red is it's bad we're not going to close the course but you know you should be taking rest breaks taking walk breaks don't be a hero etc and black is race is canceled so on sunday for full marathon day they got to red and around 11 they cut a section of the course out of the course to get people to the finish line faster. So people didn't actually do a marathon? Well, I mean, technically, but (laughs) the day started. But there were some issues with road closures the morning of and the race buses were sitting in two hours of traffic. So they actually, this is, so this is the first year. Normally all of the races start at 530 in the morning. That's when the elites go off. This was the first year they decided to bump it back to 5 a.m. And the reason why was because they wanted to get people across the finish line faster. Right. So they ended up not starting until almost 540 because so many buses from the resorts were stuck in traffic that, Runners couldn't get to their corrals, and so people were actually getting off of the buses and walking into Epcot. Now, where you're dropped off inside Epcot and where you go to the start line is already about a mile of a walk. So a lot of these folks were already putting an additional half a mile, three-quarters of a mile, a mile on their shoes in addition to you know, that walk into the start line. So definitely uh, a little bit of a logistical fail. One of my friends was running the full marathon and she got on her bus at 2.15. And at 4.30, she texted me and said, I'm getting off the bus and walking. I've been sitting here for two hours. Holy moly, 2 a.m. Yeah. yeah. So imagine, Ooh. imagine that that's how you start your day. <laughs> oh, god. And then you've got to go run a marathon, in seventy degree weather with seventy five percent humidity. Oh wow! Oh wow! Tough. Yeah, tough. So I, you know, I think marathoners are some of the the toughest people in the world, most strong willed, strong minded people. Every single person that ran on Saturday and Sunday uh, gets all of my respect because For sure. the conditions were just, especially on Sunday. They were rough and, and dangerous in a lot of ways. Um, you know, Disney made the right call by cutting the course a little bit, but, uh, you know, it was scary. I was in Epcot at the World Showcase, and I've never seen everybody that passed me look like they had just gotten off Splash Mountain. Oh my God. But they gosh. didn't. But they looked like they didn't. Yeah, <laughs> they just, I they bet. had it.
0: <laughs> I bet they wish they could have gotten a nice little soaking from Br'er Rabbit.
1: Literally, literally all of the water rides were closed that weekend. So nobody was getting on a water ride. Well, let's
0: hear about your races though, because I haven't heard how it went. And well, first of all, what would you
1: wear? So for the 5k, my friends and I dressed as the Mighty Ducks. For those of you who are following the photos, you will notice that all of us in Mighty Ducks gear were in Mighty Ducks uniforms from the first movie, but that we had a friend who was dressed as Gunnar Stahl from the Iceland team, which is obviously the second movie. So I get that our costumes were not completely aligned with canon, Mighty Ducks canon, but it's really hard to find the second movie jerseys. So deal with it. Ashley, I have a problem with this. (laughs) (laughs) I know you do. And here's the thing. I do too. Well, I should say, like, you know, our friend really wanted to be, he thought it would be really funny to be Gunnar Stahl. Um, I think in execution, it was tough because the 5K is the darkest race you run. Like the sun doesn't come up while you're running it. You cross the finish line, it's still dark. So, uh, and it's not a very well-lit course. So people, I don't think were recognizing who he was. We also tried really hard to get everybody to quack with us and nobody would quack with us. So that was kind of a bummer.
0: What's wrong with people?
1: I don't know, but we would start chanting quack, but we had a lot of fun. Um, and we took our photo with Jose from the three caballeros in Mexico and he posed with us and like our mighty ducks flying V pose. Um, so that was really fun. I love the 5k because it's not timed. You're not given a chip so you can really take your time. Um, you get to see some backstage areas at Epcot, which is really cool and, You know, you get to wander the World Showcase, which is awesome. And the coolest part about the course is that because of all the construction happening in Future World, they actually wrapped us back into the backstage areas. And we went through the Guardians of the Galaxy building. Ooh! Did you hear me? I said through. That's awesome. As in like the building has a road that goes underneath it. That's how massive it is. So that was kind of cool. I mean, we couldn't see anything. We did right. see plenty of uh, construction because there was five of us. We really were trying to get good photo pass photos of the group of us, and that is one of my Disney skills is fabulous race photos because I spy those photo pass photographers like a mile away.
0: That is my favorite tip that you gave me because I love those photos. And oh my gosh, you got the best photo this year it had to have been from your half of you running in front of the castle and it looks like you're by yourself <laughs> just running of course your costume wasn't on so I'm curious
1: about what happened there yeah but yeah. um but that photo is amazing well thank you well thank you I have just perfected the art of you see the guy with the camera and just smile Well, not <laughs> only that but also like You just have to kind of be aware of how many people are around you. Like if you know where they are, especially when you're going through Magic Kingdom, you kind of know how to prepare for it. You know that you run on the outside edges, all of that kind of stuff. Sometimes I'll slow down just to get like a pocket of space because I know that's when I'm going to get the best photo. So when I came out of the castle, there wasn't anybody with me. But you'll see in the photo, I'll post it. Um, There's a woman, I think she's dressed as a Dalmatian maybe. Easy to crop her out. And it looks like it's just me running out of the castle, which is really cool. So yeah,
0: easier to get those type of photos when you're by yourself or with one other person rather than a group of five or whatever it was that you're doing with your 5K. So Yes, what, for sure. So what do you want to talk about? What, what happened yeah, at the half marathon? You had a tough race.
1: I did. I think it's important. I think it's important to talk about the not-so-shiny magical things um, because I think that's the reality for a lot of us. And Absolutely. before I get into how the half marathon went, I should uh, preface this by saying that about halfway through my training season, I injured my back. And hindsight's twenty twenty. I probably should have, you know, done things a little differently, but I'm stubborn and also just had it in my head that you know, I've done a half marathon. I've done plenty of half marathons before I could easily do this. Um, and who knows, who knows if the weather had been different. There's a lot of different factors that probably could have changed it, but the reality is it is what it is. I went into the weekend already knowing that my back was in rough shape and was going to do the best that I could, but also knew because I was going in with this injury that there was a very real possibility that I could get swept if I was in pain. And Oddly enough, this was the first time that I actually came to terms with that and was sort of in peace with that. Was like, oh, you know what? If I get swept, this will just be an experience and something that I, I know what I know what it's like to have a great race, and I know I'll know what it's like to have a bad one. Mm-hmm. So morning of the race, like I said, weather is stupid hot. Uh, somebody special made me a fabulous costume. That I was what? very excited. Look at that. That's Jessica in case anybody's wondering. Um that I was super excited to wear and it was okay. I'm,
0: I mean it's just kind of a little thing to throw. Well, on, here's yeah.
1: also I realized too that it if the weather had been colder and I could have worn my white long sleeve shirt like mm-hmm. it would have been Better, but because it was and so that's hot, that's kind of
0: what we were expecting. Like <laughs> right. we were, I was saying, this is a heavier material, and you were like, "Well, that'll be good because it's January." Yeah, and then It'll it turned out it was like, "Oh, it was, you know, felt like ninety degrees outside." Great,
1: yes. yeah. it literally was. How many things can I get rid of? So my costume, yeah. if you, well, actually, I don't think anybody's seen photos of it. Um, I had on purple pants my purple team and training jersey um that my friend that's star her charity she that's my charity yep um and shout out to my friend star who uh did the design on the back of my jersey with all the names of the people i run for it which is amazing so great it looked awesome it looked i'm yeah brought many tears to many eyes um and I was supposed to be Esmeralda. Thank you for including me and my of mom. Of course. I appreciate that. Of course. It was an honor, as always, to include you and your mom. And um, you. I, I always, one of the things I always say is that every year I do this, I collect more names and that list gets longer and longer. And I'm really looking forward to the day when that doesn't happen. That's right. But race morning, my costume was supposed to be Esmeralda. And funnily enough, guess who the first character was at mile one? No way. It was, and I didn't realize it. It was Esmeralda and Kloppen, and I didn't realize it until (gasps) after I passed them. And I was so mad that I didn't stop (laughs) and take a picture because that was the only time I was fully dressed in costume. And the reason why that was the only time I was fully dressed in costume was because by mile one and a half, I was so hot, and I was wearing full pants plus compression socks, I needed to somehow air, I needed to somehow get some air moving. So in front of the Magic Kingdom, I started, I took off my tank top, not my team and training shirt that I kept on, but I had a tank top underneath that went, took off my sarong, that went, my earrings, I clipped onto my fuel belt. Um, and then I stopped in the medical tent and fun fact about medical tents, they have medical scissors and I literally cut the legs off my pants.
0: Oh my god! With <laughs> medical
1: tent because
0: I was Ashley, so hot. Actually,
1: wow.
0: Yeah. Well, good to know. And so the stuff that you dropped, just so people are aware that that's gone.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's gone. Yeah. That's gone. Yeah. Um, Disney actually will, they go around and collect everything and then they donate it. I don't know if they'll actually donate the stuff that I ripped off. So that stuff is gone. So at that point, I was just in my, uh, <laughs> my oh capris, my, my new capris that didn't, they don't look so hot. And that was only at mile two. So oh my this is how we're starting the day. Oh, yeah. No. So I made it through Magic Kingdom pretty okay. And then. I come out of Magic Kingdom and that is when my back is not so happy with me. And basically every time I run in my run interval, my back is just like screaming in pain. So I finally realized the only way that I'm going to get through the rest of this race is just by walking. But the problem with walking is that when I slow down, I'm more impacted by the heat. You know, thankfully it was overcast, but it was still hot. It was still humid. And it just felt like I was running through molasses. And it oh. was like I just, I just couldn't move any faster than I was moving. So at mile 11, one of my friends, uh, Gunner Stahl, we'll call him Gunnarstall. Stahl, Gunner Stahl caught up to me. And, um, and we walked together for a while. And then he took off. And I was heading into Epcot. And I was alone and was pretty much like, all right, if I get into the park, they won't sweep me. But I also know that I can't see the balloon ladies, which means they're probably a lot closer than I think they are. And it just kind of was just, you know, whatever at that point. It was just is what it was. And all of a sudden, one of my coaches, who I've known since I used to work at the Leukemia Lymphoma Society, came up beside me out of nowhere. And he was sweeping the half, so I don't know where he came from. And so he's asking me how I was doing, and I gave him a very honest answer. There might have been some not-so-Disney-esque words in that answer. And he's like, okay. And he's like, I'm going to walk you into Epcot. We're going to get you into Epcot. I was like, okay. And so he and I just chatted, and once we got into Epcot, all of a sudden another team and training coach showed up, and then another one. And suddenly I was collecting coaches, and they were coming. I don't even know where they were coming from. It was like one would pop out of a bush, and another one would come (laughs) out of a bathroom. And I was like, where are you people coming from? And – There is this tradition with team and training at Walt Disney World Marathon Weekend where, because the coaches wear bright green shirts and there's so many of them, they have a tradition of running the last participant across the finish line. And we call it the Sea of Green. And I've seen the Sea of Green many times in my team and training history um, as a spectator and then also as a teammate who's waited for other people. And I realized as the balloon ladies passed me that I was getting the sea of green because all of these coaches were not leaving me. <laughs> and they just kept telling me, you look great. You're doing so great. How is your day? Look at all these names on your jersey. You know, oh, tell us about these people. So finally, I looked at one of the coaches, Coach Kelly. And I said to her, I was like, are you guys sea of greening me right now? And she was like, yep, we're going to get you across the finish line. And it was at that moment the balloon ladies passed me. And I was like, oh my gosh, the balloon ladies passed me. And she goes, what are they going to do? Put you on the back of a bicycle? Like, no, (laughs) they're not going to sweep you. They would have to like literally drag you away from us. And we're not letting that happen. And for the last mile and a half, they walked with me. And then once we got towards the finish line, she looked at me and said, what do you want to do? And I said, well, I'm not walking across this finish line. We're going to run. And we ran across the finish line. And that is my favorite photo from the race. I'm getting super emotional <laughs> hearing this right now. For real. How wonderful is that that they did that for you? It was pretty awesome. And it was honestly, it was something that I never thought I was going to be that person. And I and know, I should say that by you. saying like, like, I definitely am not the fastest person, but I just never thought that I would find myself in a position where, I just didn't have anything left, and there was no way I could move my body faster, and to have all of these strangers, and the only thing that we have in common is that we are all committed to, you know, trying to find a cure for cancer, uh, just coming up beside me and just cheering me on, and then after we cross the finish line, they're all giving me hugs and high fives and, you know, just... Uh, it was just awesome. And so I'm I'm really happy that the run disney photographers got some really good photos of us um because that will definitely be one that goes in our frame. And and honestly, when people ask me, you know, why I do this race cuz I could easily sign up for this race on my own and do it on my own, but a lot of people ask me like, why do you raise money and do it through team and training? My first response is always I do it because I'm committed to the cause and I want to I want to find a cure. But honestly, the other reason is because of this. Because where else are you going to find an organization that supports you the way that this one does? And I promise they're not paying me to say this. I'm just, I'm literally saying this because it's so true. I like, no, because those are all like really experienced runners. Uh, yeah. If you're and a these coach, people, you. I mean, on half marathon day, they usually clock about a marathon ish. In mileage because of the back and forth that they do. Mm-hmm. And then on full marathon day, forget it. Like they clock a lot of miles and they're out there to support other people. Like they're out there to make sure everybody gets across the finish line. So, you know, they're not there for, they're not running the race themselves.
0: PRs.
1: Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. that's not, that's not their, that's not the reason why they're there, you know? So it's, it's even more impressive and meaningful that you've just got all these strangers who, are in, you know, fantastic shape and <laughs> are out there like, okay, we're gonna get you across the finish line and we will not let Run Disney pull you onto that bicycle and sweep you at this point. So I have two questions. One,
0: is there anything that you would have done differently? Like you truth be told, like should you have been running that race? Yeah, I, mean, <laughs> I don't know. I,
1: I don't know. I don't I don't know. I think more to come as I yeah. recover and I start to run again and figure out like how to fix what's going on with my back, I don't know. No judgment when I'm asking no. that. I'm really just asking. I'm, just, no, 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 no. It's, uh, listen, I spent eight hours in the car on my way home asking myself the same question. <laughs> so it was not like... I think I'm very lucky in that what I did did not injure me further. But I also think that if I didn't have prior years experience, if I didn't know how this race goes and... Had all the good races under my belt, um, I think that this might have, would have, could have ruined it for me. Yeah. And my second question is how much money did you raise for charity? So, total for this event, I raised $3,200. Woo! But collectively, since I started fundraising uh, for Team and Training, the Disneyland half in 2014, I've surpassed the $20,000 mark.
0: Congratulations! Yes. That's amazing, Ashley. Yeah.
1: So that was really so that's a cool it. feeling. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's so and here's the thing: like worth it. the the money raised is really important, and I don't think anybody, or I would hope anybody who supports me and donates and gives towards the cause, you know, if something had happened and I didn't finish the race, I don't think anybody would have been like, "Well, I want my money back." You know, I mean, yeah, I hope that no. people give because they see the value in it and then it's meaningful and that it's important. Um, But that being said, it does feel really nice to know that all of the pain I have put my body through for the past six years uh, has not been in vain. Um, So it felt, it feels pretty good. And it feel, it felt even more amazing on Sunday to see You know, some of my teammates who have been through some really awful things in the past year, I got to surprise them at mile 25 in the world showcase. And I bought them mimosas and got to, you know, celebrate their accomplishment before they cross the finish line. Um, I got to cheer on a bunch of friends, um, one of which who had her ran her first marathon ever on Sunday. Uh, And I think that is another reason why this, when I think about this weekend, I don't really think about how painful my race was, I think about crossing that finish line and celebrating everybody else's accomplishments. And that's part of the reason why I keep coming back for more because literally 48 hours after that race, I was like, I was fine. That wasn't as painful as I thought it was because that's what happens when you run, you, forget you,
0: you become dory and you just like short-term memory gone you're gone. like what's
1: the next one that i was wasn't amazing. tired i wasn't sleepy it wasn't that hot Come sleep on. deprivation wasn't that bad waking like, up at 2 a.m
0: is totes normal let do that hurt. again
1: <laughs> although i will say shout out so my friend lauren brought this this is gonna sound crazy but i promise you guys this was the best thing i ever did my friend lauren has this foot roller it was so amazing I brought it with me to Epcot on Sunday. And I would just take breaks and sit on the bench and roll my feet out. And that was the greatest decision I've ever made. I'm sorry. You brought it into the park. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It's so it's not huge. It's not like no, a No no no. It's little. It's like roller. probably about the size okay. of a water bottle. I, yeah. I was just sitting on a bench in the world showcase, rolling my feet out, drinking my margarita, and Minnie <laughs> Mouse walked by. I can totally picture this. <laughs> and the cast member with Minnie Mouse is like, that looks amazing. And I was like, which part? She's like, all of it. And I was like, yeah, that's it. right. That's Living right. your best Literally life, by myself on a bench. The sun <laughs> is setting. It's 80 degrees. I've got a margarita, fiesta margarita, by the way, which is delicious. Oh, so good. So good. And I'm rolling my feet out, and Minnie Mouse just strolls by and just waves. I'm like, yeah, girl. Mm. This is where it's at. This is where it's, This is what my life has come to. <laughs> Killing it. <laughs> <laughs> Living the dream, blast. guys. Living the dream. Rolling my feet out in the middle of Epcot. But oh. that on top of, I did something I've never done, the 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 day of the half marathon I crossed the finish line. My mom and my sister were there. My I should say my sister ran her first half marathon ever that day too. She Congratulations, had a much better, Kaylee! Yeah, she had a much better race than I did, which is good. Um, they were waiting for me at the finish line with a beer, which was awesome. And uh, I I literally said to every person that came across. I cannot stop moving. If I stop moving, I won't get up. So I just have to keep going. So I literally did not stop physically moving. We spent, I don't know, the afternoon and evening walking around Magic Kingdom and going on a couple of rides. I clocked 50,000 steps that day. Wow. (laughs) It's like something crazy. But it was probably the best thing I could have done for recovery for my legs because when I woke up Sunday morning, I was not tight anymore. I mean, I was sore. My feet were sore, but I wasn't as tight as I probably would have been if I, you know, hadn't just kept moving. So as much as I was tired, as much as I was sore, honestly, the best thing I could have ever done was go to Magic Kingdom and walk around and eat and do a couple of rides and all of that. Um, Because, I mean, I recovered. This is the fastest I've recovered from a race. See, Hands that's down. normally
0: so not my mo. I definitely never want to go to a park, yeah, me <laughs> or do neither. Anything but it was like, after a half, but
1: I get yeah, it. Yeah, that it makes was sense. Like, I just have to keep. If I keep moving, I know that I will feel better the next morning. Now I took an Epsom salt bath. I, you know, I, I did that kind of stuff, and I rolled my feet out before I went to bed. Um, you know, and I had ibuprofen, and it, like it certainly wasn't like this magical cure, but it definitely. I woke up Sunday expecting to be in far worse shape than I was. And then bringing the foot roller to Epcot was like, you can get that like midday foot ache sometimes. This thing is gonna, it's gonna change your life. It's gonna change your life. I'm still I'm thinking about it. I need to know it.
0: what that is. I know. I'm gonna
1: find the brand. I promise. Like I'm, they have not paid me to say this. Although if they want to send me one for free, I will happily spawn be an influencer of theirs. I this thing. <laughs> Was there as soon as I can figure out the name? Let's of the company. find out
0: what it is, and we're gonna put a link to it. it was, in the show notes. I'm
1: telling if you were a person whose feet hurt at the end of the day, this I'm sold foot roller will change your life.
0: Okay, moving on.
1: <laughs> did you get to ride anything that you hadn't ridden before, or go to any place that you hadn't eaten at before? I definitely did a couple of new culinary adventures. Um, ate at Sebastian's Bistro, Kirby and Beach, which was phenomenal. The service was amazing. The food was amazing. Um, Highly recommend it. It is a very small menu. So just, I would look at the menu before you go. Um, But if you are an adventurous eater, totally worth the trip over. Is fine dining, like pricey? No, I would say it's definitely, I would say it's on par with like Citricos or um, like Le Cellier. Like it's definitely not like fine dining. It's not California Grill. But it definitely I wouldn't like go in there in like my bathing suit and cover up. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> I was at price point like entrees were somewhere between like fifteen to thirty dollars, depending on what you ordered. Cool. I had the coconut shrimp and grits and they were unreal. We also ate at the newly renovated Beaches and Cream. And? Amazing. to
0: hear about this. Amazing. So what did the renovation do? Did it just basically make more seating
1: or? Yes, yes. There's way more seating in there. Um, it's much bigger. It f- doesn't feel as cramped. You know, it feels like there's more space around the tables. And then there's a couple of tables outside too. So highly recommend it. It should be a lot easier to get a reservation now in theory. So if you can snag one, Good. totally worth it. Woo. We did California Grill, Brunch, Sunday brunch. It's a really expensive brunch. It has unlimited mimosas, which, you know, big fan. The buffet part was amazing like unlimited sushi, locks on bagels, you know, pastries. I mean, it was salads, like everything was delicious from the buffet. Part of the brunch experience is that you also have a list of entrees and you have to pick an entree from the list. So I ordered the steak and eggs. I like my steak medium rare and my steak came out overcooked and the server didn't come back for like 20 minutes and when i mentioned it to her she just said okay i'll let them know and they didn't like take it off the bill or anything so i say that because i am not the first person to like complain um but i also you know it's an expensive meal and you're the california grill i don't know i feel like if you're gonna grill something You should probably know how to grill it. Um, So it was definitely a little bit of a disappointing experience. Um, And I probably should have said something sooner if I could have found our server faster. Um, But that being said, overall, the experience was fabulous. Um, The buffet part was great. And we really enjoyed it. And then we did the Epcot Forever Rose and Crown dining package on Sunday evening. And that was awesome. I will say Epcot Forever for its limited time that it is here is a love letter to Epcot nerds. If you if you grew up with Epcot, if you were a, a child of Epcot in its early days and you loved Epcot, like Kitchen Cabaret and yes. the original Journey to Imagination, like Jess, you would love this. Mm-hmm. If you became a fan of Epcot in like the last like 15 years, none of this would make sense to you. And you would be like, well, I don't know what these songs are. I don't get it. Because it's literally like... It's, it's just a love letter to Epcot nerds. So I loved it. And we were all singing, you know, veggie, veggie, fruit, fruit, veggie, ah. like, you know, along with the music and everything. But there were plenty of children around us who were very confused, <laughs> did not know what was going on. But the dining package was amazing. And the food was amazing. I love Rose and Crown. And uh, our server, our cast member there was awesome. So, um, we had a great experience. Totally worth the cost, I would say. um once they change the show, it's probably going to be even more popular. but um but it was great. So from dining perspective, we had great food the whole time, had breakfast at Riviera one day in their quick service, which is so fancy. It's ridiculous. It feels like you're in this Parisian or Italian like cafe. It is amazing. Uh, highly recommend. Popping over there in their quick service, and then finally, let's talk about your stay at the Caribbean Beach Resort. I had never stayed at Caribbean Beach, and um, we didn't stay there by choice. This was the team hotel as part of team and training. Um, It is, it is large. It is a huge, big, massive resort. Like, you can do a I, marathon just walking around. Yeah. I thought Coronado was big. No, Caribbean Beach is, I think actually, massive. Caribbean Beach is the largest resort. That was the first Disney hotel I ever stayed at, I think. And, like, that's
0: what I remember about it from being, yeah. like, you know, 10 years old, as I was it's like, wow, huge. so
1: much walking. It's beautiful. And, you know, they have the beaches with chairs and hammocks and, um, the awesome pool and you know, the buildings are brightly colored and it was oddly quieter than I had anticipated, which I loved. Um, but oh my gosh, is it big? Um, we stayed, we were in Aruba on the second floor. Fun fact about this resort is that there are no elevators. So, uh, lugging your stuff up and down the stairs is something you should be thoughtful of. Also, if you're running a half or full marathon, going up and down the stairs was not really a fun <laughs> activity. Um, I actually walked Thanks, up. Thanks, training. I actually walked backwards <laughs> up the stairs after I got back from the half marathon. I was like, this is much easier if I do this backwards. Wow. But other than that, really enjoyed it. Uh, loved the, um, you know, loved the access of the Skyliner. Uh, again, like the food was fantastic. We had a little bit of a housekeeping issue. Um, and Also, I, maybe I'm putting this in perspective of other resorts I've stayed at, but I had some disappointing interactions with some of the cast members, um, in the lobby in Old Port Royale and an exceptionally disappointing, uh, Check out morning breakfast at their quick serve center town market. So, um, wow. so that part's kind of a bummer because it takes a lot for me to be bummed out. Um, but our housekeeping stuff was kind of strange. Um, and you know, the cast member interactions like, I get it, it's a busy weekend, there's a lot of people coming in there. Um, but you know, there's also a certain Level of customer service, I kind of expect and didn't really feel like I was getting it. So, um, for the first time ever in my Disney going career, I actually, well, I should say on Sunday. Our, so, our first housekeeping issue was that our room didn't get serviced on Saturday, which was the one day after the half marathon that we actually needed our room to be clean. So, you know, we didn't get back to our room. Saturday night until late. It was like 10, 10, 30. So at that point, nothing could have been done anyway. But on Sunday morning, I sent an email to the general manager and just was like, FYI, you know, I'm sure housekeeping is coming today. Just want to let you know, I don't know why our room was skipped um but this is the situation and he immediately called me back i did not get his call so he left me a voicemail but i mean truly like immediately called me back and sent a follow up email and said they were investigating it they would make sure that the room got serviced on sunday um very apologetic and said you know if you have any other issues please don't hesitate here's our direct line etc which i thought was really nice yeah and considering the size of that resort and the number of people they You know, have to guess they never have to make happy. So, did you mention that you were a Disney vacation planner? So I mentioned that I I was a travel agent who specialized in Disney.
0: (laughs) Sorry, I always get that wrong.
1: (laughs) um, And all I said was, you know, as as somebody who does that, you know, this is a popular resort for a lot of my clients, and you know, I tend to look at things in a different lens now. And it, I wasn't, I certainly didn't mention it in any sort of like threatening way or. I didn't say anything like, I'm never going to refer this to my clients. It just was, you know, now that I'm here, like I, in this, in this position, I probably wouldn't have said anything. I probably would just been like, this is annoying and moved on. But I think it's important to be an advocate for your stay as a guest. And it's something that I try to empower my clients to do. And so I also want to kind of get a gauge of like, if I say something, you know what's the reaction in the few times in years past that I've had to you know contact a cast member or guest services or you know the general managers everything has been dealt with immediately swiftly and with no you know like yes let's take care of it we're so sorry um, so I was happy to see that 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 remained true that was the same experience but after I checked out on Monday Uh, I still was feeling kind of disappointed with my interactions with a few cast members that I came across. Um, And the interactions that I had with them, I won't go into detail, but they just were disappointing. And so um, I sent a follow-up email and it was, it was long. (laughs) It was very long. And I basically said like, here's my experience, you know, here are the couple of situations and, and what happened and how it made me feel. You know, I just want to let you know, because as a as a client, as a guest, like part of the reason why I come to Disney is because I want to f- feel that magic. I want to feel like I'm the, you know, like really important. And, you know, I don't expect anything, but I do expect like a smile. How was your day? How was your stay? You know, that kind of thing. Like it's just simple stuff. And um, it took two days, but they called me back. So you were already home by this point. I was already home at this point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I totally was not expecting them to get back to me. Like at this point, I was home you know, I don't have another stay currently planned. So there's nothing on my file. Um, but I was just giving them feedback and it was honest feedback. It wasn't, you know, emotional feedback, but it was honest feedback. And they, they actually, they emailed me and asked me when was a good time in my schedule for them to call me, uh, which I thought was really nice. They clearly wanted to talk to me. And, um, the manager that I spoke to had a lot of very specific questions and I answered them very honestly. And I said to him, you know, I, I'm not telling you this because I'm expecting anything. I just, you know, I'm now reconsidering whether or not I want to stay at Kirby Beach again. And that that bums me out because I really liked it. <laughs> like I really liked, I loved the Skyliner, if you didn't, couldn't tell. And I liked the quietness of my room and the ease of getting places. But I also, you know, expect a certain level of, of um, respect from the cast members when they're dealing with me. Mm-hmm. But he was awesome. If you reach out to them, and share information, they're listening. And the more information you can give, the better. Like one of the things he said to me was like, I apologize for my long email. And he was like, don't apologize. A lot of times people will email me and say, uh, the buses were terrible. And he's like, well, okay, which bus and what day and what time? Because <laughs> that stuff changes, right? Like right. the more details they have, the better the better um, informed they can be about what they need to change. And so... Um, I was I was very happy about that. So now, of course, now I'm like, well, I guess I could go back to Caribbean Beach. We'll give them another shot. Did they compensate you in any way? Disney took great care of me, which they didn't really have to do because I had already left and my trip was over. And I also, like, I, I want to say, like, I truly just want to make it really clear. I truly did not expect anything. Like I wrote this email with zero expectation. I mean, I already left. Yeah, I think they probably could tell that. I think that there's probably a,
0: a meter, you know what I mean? A yeah, BS meter, think, if you yeah. could say, uh, that they can tell when people are just trying to get something because they know, people know, you know, like you were saying to me once before, like you can tell on message boards or, you know, that, that when people are just saying like, oh, I had to wait in line a long time so I want Disney to compensate me. I mean, you know, people know that that Disney is known for a certain type of magical experience that they try to give all their guests. So they know if they complain a lot that maybe Disney will try to do something for them. And I think a lot of people probably take advantage of that, but that was clearly not what you were trying to do. And if you do have a problem at at any sort of Disney resort, I think that our listeners should know that you should be honest, say something, be specific, be, you know, and be, don't expect anything from it, but understand that what you're saying could actually, if it could actually be helpful to them or it's something that they could correct, they probably will. So yeah, yeah, I think this is a good, good lesson to learn. And yet another, re- I mean, if this happened at, I don't want to name another hotel brand, but if this <laughs> happened at some other resort or hotel, do you think that
1: they would necessarily care? Like maybe not, but at Disney they do. So. I mean, they really want, they want you to have a good experience. They truly do. I mean, that's that's their business. And so, you know, there are certain things that they can control and other things they can't. Right. They can't control the weather. Right. So, going <laughs> to them and asking for lines. a refund because it's raining for five days is not really, you know, a reasonable request. I think we all have to keep like our perspectives in check a little bit and remember this is a, these are resorts with hundreds and thousands of, of guests and, um, and we're all people. And also, I think people in general, you know, psych, psychologically, humans tend to have a negative bias. So we tend to, we tend to give squeaky wheels, tend to be squeaky wheels about the things that are negative, but don't tend to be squeaky wheels about the things that are positive. So I always try just as much as I, it took me forever to like come to terms with writing this email. I also wrote three separate emails of cast compliments for other people who actually were awesome. Um, and really like made my stay feel, you know, exceptional. Now I'll get off my soapbox. <laughs> Well, Ashley, it sounds like
0: you had a very unique marathon weekend. That weekend always comes with surprises every time does. I hear about it. I don't know that I would choose to go to marathon weekend. I definitely had so much FOMO when you were going there and preparing to go there. And I was like, uh, how much to just get a flight and just see if I could go. But uh, I think I'd almost rather choose another weekend no, just no, no, because-
1: no, no, no 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 you're gonna come with me one year because there is i'm not knocking the other races the other races are fabulous but there is something very special about even if you're not running the full marathon on sunday there is something uniquely special about being there and going out and cheering these people on and just witnessing that accomplishment whether it's you know a first time or whether it's a, a full, you know, full marathon or a goofy challenge person, Adobe challenge, like whatever it is, there's something, I don't know how to describe it, but there's something so special about this weekend that I don't think any of the other run Disney weekends can hold a torch to. So even if you come and, and we just do like just the 10, just the 10K, even if we do just the 10K, <laughs> it is worth it. You ask any, <sighs> okay, fine. you ask any I'll marathon go weekend participant World. and they will tell you that there is just something, I don't know, Magical. there's just something very special about it. Well, fine. Maybe you talk to me into it? 2021. 2021. Oh, gosh. We keep joking we'll about my group of friends soon. that we're just going to do the five, the ten, and the half. And instead of the Dopey Challenge, it's the Nopey Challenge. The <laughs> challenge three, three out of the four. Dopey, nopey. I want to
0: do the Nopey Challenge. Dopey, Nopey. awesome. We'll make our own medals yes. and we'll call it the Nopey, the nopey challenge. challenge. Oh, the my gosh. Challenge. That's so funny. Yep. Let's do it. Let's do it. The theme park gets nopey challenge can we steal <laughs> because it because the
1: idea of the idea of waking up on sunday to do a fourth raise i mean nope nope. Nope. <laughs> nope been there done that i have the t-shirt and yeah. medal. i'm good but oh shout out to all the dopey people because man this past that weekend i can't uh, oh wow yeah
0: i respect.
1: think they're still sweating
0: respect to y'all Seriously. i hope you're i hope you're all okay <laughs> So if you have any other questions for us about Walt Disney World Marathon Weekend, please reach out to us. Our website is MainStreetInspirations.com. Our Instagram is at MainStreetInspirations. If you want to reach out to me, although I wasn't there, why would you reach out to me? But I'm at actor Jessica Gardner. And I'm at Happy Go Ashley. We are Jessica and Ashley, the theme parkettes. And hey, whether you see us at the front crossing the finish line with all the elites or at the back getting swept by the sea of green, come over to us and say hi. Remember, you can sit with us. Thanks, everybody. Did you like that end? I did. That was fun. Okay, good. That was fun. Otherwise, I was gonna say if you see us with a fiesta margarita, rolling our feet, <laughs> they're so that good. That seemed like a little negative.
1: No, it was amazing.